People, people, what's up? Super Bowl. I love it. I love what went down. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's like that. And that's the way it is. Oh, yeah. It went down like that. And that's the way it is. Huh. I'm coming to you. The Rewind. Wesley Green, a.k.a. Conrad. I'm bringing it to you because that's the way it is. Hey, Kansas City put it to the 49ers in crunch time. The head coach for the 49ers panicked. That's right. He laid an egg. And that's the way it is. The defense got tired. It broke down. Because what? The coach, he felt all the pressure of losing it again. Like when he was a what? An offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He choked. He gave up the cookies. And it was like that. And that's the way it is. West Green. The Rewind. And that's the way it is. My people, my people. Yes, it's all about the love. It's all about the love. And I'm going to tell you something. That game was, was awesome. It showed two different sides. Two different sides. It showed one team not starting off good. But building. And when you do that, it deals with character. Not just on the players' level. Also on the coaching level. Character. Okay? Now, the other team started off kind of fast. Had a game plan. Left that game plan. And panicked. Remember, as I always say, you chop off the head to the snake, it's all good. The head of the snake panicked, lost it, was confused, was what? Belittled. Yes, he was. He was looked at as a straight-up choke artist. I'm going to say this. Much love to the Kansas City Chiefs, 50 years, getting a Super Bowl. Hey, that that city, this year, truly, those guys went out there and got one. They got one. It wasn't given to them. They had to go get it. Coaching staff, not just Andy Reid, the coaching staff. And he made it known, the coaching staff. Stepped it up. Stayed the course. The players. No let up. No let up. The leaders stepped up and talked to the players. Encouraged the players. Players were encouraging each other. Players were being made offensively, defensively, special teams. You got to have the whole package. The complete package. To win a big game like this. 
as I said again, I looked at the first, the first half, and the first thing I said was, woe is me. That's the first thing I said. I said, woe is me. Because you got to be able to stay the course. You got to stay the course. You can't be playing around. You got to be able to make it happen if opportunities present itself. And I'm telling you, Kansas City was giving the 49ers some great opportunities. They couldn't cash in. They made some coaching mistakes. They made some mistakes as the quarterback, you know, lost his edge for a minute. Now, the guy for the 49ers didn't play bad. Don't get me wrong. You know, Jimmy G didn't play bad, but he made mistakes in crucial crucial situations. The running game, hey, those guys were doing what they do. That's all I got to say. And even with the wide receivers and the tight ends, I kept saying, and I don't know why they went away from it, but the safety, Sorson, that plays for Kansas City, he ain't it. And I kept telling everybody, the 49ers are going to go at Sorson, number 49 for the Kansas City Chiefs, because he can't cover. He's slow with his hips. And I'm going to tell you like this. When he had to play the tight end, he was getting killed. When he had to play the fullback, he was getting beat. And when he had to play the running backs, he had no answer. He was the one that was really hurting Kansas City. They were getting third down situations, and the 49ers would just say, we're going at your guy. We're going at Sorensen, number 49. Look at the game again. You'll see it. I say the same thing about the Dallas Cowboys. Number 38 is the weak link, okay? And if they put that old sorry guy in there, Lee, the, the linebacker, he a weak link, okay, number 50. But when 38 is in the game for the Cowboys, I say get him, and the teams go and get him. I've seen teams get at him. They put him in situations where he can't do anything. See, you got to understand something. John, John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers, he wasn't a great cover guy. Only thing he wanted to do was come downhill and hit somebody. And if, the way he hit when he played, if he hit like that now, that's a 10 or 15-yard penalty. So he would be no use to a team in this, in this era. That's why I know he did not deserve to go to the Hall of Fame, not as no player, because he really wasn't that good to me. And it showed me something with Sorensen from the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I said all the time, I, I say it, I say, hey, this guy is the weak link. I said it when they played against the Titans. Uh, you know, I, 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 I openly bring it out. Because he has to make a difference with the rest of those 10 players. Do your job. And sometimes it don't come out there like that with him. But the 49ers broke away from what they were doing. And that's the head coach. That's the offensive coordinator. 
That's the offensive line coach, not even getting in the head coach's ear. Man, let's keep doing what we were doing that was successful. Everybody went what? Quiet. The head coach running up and down the sidelines. Usually he's standing there being calm, cool, and collective. He lost his edge. He felt the pressure. He was what? Bamboozled. He was hoodwinked. That's right. Planet Rock landed on him. I'm happy to see that Kansas City, those players, encourage each other. The coaches stood the course, made changes, adjustments. Something Manny Diaz from the University of Miami does not do. He does not have a great staff. I am not pleased with his staff, but I'm truly pleased that Ed Reed is going to be there. I'm looking for better coaches on the defensive side. I'm not even happy with the guys that they have on the offensive side. But again, that's college football. Back to pro. Say this. Mahomes didn't play his best, but he made plays when he needed to. Wide receivers and tight ends. They stepped up, made plays when they had to. Running back. Man, everybody said that was going to be their weakness. Running back made plays when he had to, catching the ball out the backfield, blocking, and also taking it to the house on the run. That's all I'm saying. You got to get it done in all phases of football. You got to block. You got to tackle. You got to catch the ball. Special teams, awesome. I love what they did. You got to look at something here. Offensive line, they were going through it. They, I mean, 49ers was bringing it. But when the man needed some time, they gave him some time. You got to look at this situation. The defense. I would tell young ball players all the time on the front line defensively when I was coaching. I would say, hey, if you can't get the sack, put your hands up. Get in his passing lane. Put your hands up and knock the balls down. I would always say that. And I'm telling you, their defensive linemen got their hands up. They made some plays. Finally, the edge guys got with it, and they had to put their hands in the ground and move and get there. I'm trying to tell you, team effort, offensively, defensively, and special teams. And like I said, the coaches, they didn't get rattled. Hey, NFL football is now over. You're waiting for the combines now. Then you're waiting for the free agency. You know what I'm saying? I feel for Ed the enemy, though. I thought he did a good job. I thought he should have deserved a head coaching position. But you know what? Let's bring it on next year. Next year, Egg the enemy. I hope he has a, a great year with Kansas City. And Kansas City does another um, you know, good job. And hopefully he'll have an opportunity to be a head coach. 
But you know what? If we're going to put a woman as a head coach in the NFL, shame on the NFL because I have nothing against women. But we have a lot of African-American coaches who should be head coaches. And you're just going to put a woman up there because a woman want to look like a dude. She want to walk like a dude. She want to try to talk like a dude. Hey, we got too many African-American coaches up there that deserve the job. And that's on the that's on the college level football. That's on the pro level football. That's on the college level basketball. That's on the pro level basketball, as well as baseball. I'm getting tired of the good old boy system, the good old girl system, the nepotism. It has to stop. It has to stop right now. And I, I I mean it, but you know what? It won't because nobody will call no will not call anybody on it. That's my problem. You got you got to be able to call people on some things, and if you don't do it, then it's what it's a wrap. Okay, I didn't do this, but I said let me go ahead and get back to the rewind on some college basketball. Well. College basketball to me right now, it's not feeding me. College basketball is stale, okay? Um, I'm not hungry for it. And the reason why is because, again, you have certain programs who conduct themselves in appropriate manner. Well, taking care of players. If the players don't produce, then you you get rid of them. Or you make it very uncomfortable for them where they want to transfer. You had a scandal out there at Kansas where Kansas State and Kansas played. Who are you going to blame that on? Well, you got to blame it on the head coach from Kansas. His ball players. You, gotta, you know what I'm saying? Because I know the head coach at Kansas State. He ain't no tough guy. He was at Illinois. He couldn't handle those players. The guy in Kansas, he is, he's a huge car salesman. He don't give a titty about those players. As long as they keep his wife in Gucci, that's all he cared about. Because this fool, he liked to go out and recruit so he can act the fool. You know what I'm saying? That's how most of these guys are. And I'm even talking about Coach K. I definitely know the Michigan State coach ain't worth a dime. I definitely know that. It's a lot of these college basketball coaches ain't worth a dime. UCLA coach, hey, he should have stayed at Cincinnati. He ain't got too many dogs over there. He got this one kid, I think his name is um, Juarez, or he ain't worth a dime. And he playing. I think he might be starting. They ain't got no, they ain't got no dogs over there. He should have stayed at Cincinnati. But he wanted this what? He wanted that L.A. sunshine. That's what he wanted. The guy at USC, he ain't worth his salt. He just got guys that can recruit players for him, bring them in. That team should be a dynamite ready to explode. Instead, if he keeps doing what he does, putting the pedal to the brake, you know what I'm saying? He just... 
put the brakes on these guys. Let, let the guys go, man. They're young. They're, they're exciting. Coach them up. Coach them up. That's my whole thing. Coach up these young men. Coach up these young ladies in college basketball. I don't believe in Oregon. I really don't. Oregon's women's basketball. Hey, Coach Graves, I, you know, like I said, um, the Pac-12 is weak. UCLA, their head coach, I've always said, she's overrated. That's right. I've always said she was overrated. And I'm looking at USC coach. He got a bunch of babies there. They're young. I look at the whole conference. I'm never impressed with it. I'm not impressed with women's college basketball. You got about maybe 18 teams. And maybe if that's 10 teams you want to look at. That's how I feel about women's college basketball and men's, men's college basketball. That's right. You hear you heard you heard the sound, a big old dud, a big egg. Now, let's talk about a little bit of pro basketball, NBA style. Lakers, let's hope that um they could get it together mentally and um start back on that, that winning edge. Look like um, LeBron James and the rest of the crew go back to refocus and start doing what they need to do to be successful. I'm not a Milwaukee Buck guy. The head coach, he don't do nothing for me. That's because he happens to know or he coached with a guy who I know is a, is a, is a two-time phony over there with the Spurs, got no love for that dude. I know the inside deal on how he got that job with the Spurs. I know the inside deal, how he got that job with the Spurs when he was an assistant. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, I, I like Middleton. Um, 34, overrated, overrated. They, they just need an international guy to be the face of international NBA basketball. He's not that good. He shoots an old man set shot from three-point. Um, he can't really dribble well in traffic, okay? And he tries to go around with a mean face. Humbug. That's right. I'm not excited about the, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I believe, I know Kevin Durant's not there, but I believe they should be playing better than what they're playing. Philadelphia 76ers, man, at times they look incredible. But then reality sets in. Toronto, they'll just be a team for now on just on the cuff. They'll be right on the edge, on the cuffs of it, but they won't bring it home. Their time was last year. That's right. I said it. Atlanta, they look like they could come, but then they fall back. A lot of talent, young talent, but look like they could come, but they'll fall back. Indiana, they're always going to be steady, never going to wow you. The Miami Heat's a surprise team. Even Orlando's a surprise how competitively they, they try to play. Um, the Cavaliers will be just like their football team. <laughs> That's right. The Cleveland Cavaliers will be like the Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah, okay. And like I said, when I, when I look at the NBA on that side, you, you want to say, all right, what about Boston? Man, I, I'm not feeling Boston. I, I, I am not feeling – I love Kimba. I think the Tatum kid, he needs to chill that Kobe Bryant bull junk. But, hey, but they got guys over there that can play. Don't get me wrong. But the head coach is overrated. Overrated. <laughs> head coach is overrated. I've said that a number of times. But if you walk around with a nice-looking hairdo and, a, and you wear a tie, you can get a job. Forget what you did in college. College basketball is totally different from the NBA, okay? That dude that coaches over there with the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, he shouldn't be coaching. He's the weak link. He is the weak link, the weak link, okay? Because he ain't that Florida no more. That Donovan guy did not deserve that job, and I say it today. He still does not deserve that job, but he's in Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City... Hey, the good old boys run that. Okay, as we go on down to the NBA, Portland playing well. I mean, at times. And we know Mr. Damian Lillard, hey, he's trying to say, hey, you got to come through us. So um, Portland, they got, they got guys over there. Carmelo's over there. They got some dudes. They got players that, wanna, that want to compete. I'm not feeling... Sacramento Kings, I don't I don't like their coach. Okay, nepotism. I'm not with that dude. He was never a good player. He was never he, he wasn't a player at all. His father got him in the NBA. This is the guy who couldn't dribble, he couldn't shoot, he couldn't finish at the rim, and he wasn't a good defender. He could pass the ball. Yeah, right. Average passer. But his father always would go out and skedaddle with the owner at the time, Dr. Buss, and do they, they stuff in the darkness, if you know what I mean. So he always had an opportunity with the Lakers because of his daddy's relationship with the owner. Hey, Sacramento should be better than what they are. Golden State deserved what they get because they did um, Kevin Durant wrong. They did him wrong. And I have no love for Steve Kerr, that organization. I really don't. So, hey, kudos. Phoenix look like they can what? Probably make some headway. Those young boys are trying. They're playing hard. Don't get me wrong. Playing hard. Utah. They got talent over there. It's not just in every place, but in, in every um, position. But they do have talent over there. Denver, the big fat boy in the middle, he just don't make it for me. But with this new NBA, hey, who knows? You can't hand check. You can't bomb. You can't get physical. There it is. Clippers, no joke. No joke. But they're going to need Kawhi and George every game. They're going to need them. I'm just, I'm just saying. They're going to need them. I think the rest of the season, they're going to do what they've been doing. But when the playoffs come, they're going to unleash both of them big time. Houston, wow, small ball. Looks like it's working. 
They'll get some stuff from for Capella. If they trade him, they're going to get some stuff for him. That's going to be big right there. I want to see how that breaks down, how it, how it all shakes up. Yeah, yeah, I want to check that out. Like I said, I really believe that the NBA is going to go catch on fire after this All-Star break. Because um, you got some teams that could go ahead and fight a little bit up in there. You know? Let's get into some what? Quick word about college football. Ed Reed, chief of staff. Hail to the chief. Ed Reed, hail to the chief. Ed Reed. Ed, I hope he does this. Put his hands on this program and hold these coaches accountable. Even the head coach who's never played football, who's never tackled anyone, who's never went through three, two a days, three a days, who's never thrown a football. He throws a football like a, like a 10th grader. Never tackled anybody on the college or high school level. His coaching staff, I'm telling you, most of those guys cannot get jobs at big-time schools. You got Coach Rump, who was a good defense back in college and in pro. You got Van Dyke, who should be a coach. He was a good defensive back in the pros and in college. You need a guy like Brian McKinney coming in and coaching the offensive line. You need a Warren Sapp in there. You need, okay, a John Beeson in there. You need guys like that. You need a Reggie Wayne in there coaching those wide receivers. I mean, you need dudes, okay, because, see, they want – here it is. I'm going I'm to say it out. Diaz want the black guys to do the recruiting. I'm telling you, man, Diaz is like his dad. He's a politician. And, and I'm hoping that Ed going to pull his coattail and hold that dude accountable. His play calling, his schemes, them linebackers that he had for four years, those guys were living off their athletic ability. And I'm saying it. Hear me out. I'm being real about mine. Coach these guys up. Coach them up. I got much love for everyone. I want to say everything is everything. And if you truly want to come on down and talk to me, I'm always there for you. I'm looking forward to talking to you. And I mean that. This is what? The Rewind. With your host, Conrad, in full effect. I'm out.